In this week's Martha Runs the World, it's all about fastest known times, and stay tuned for I have a big announcement. Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to episode 189 of Martha Runs the World. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to talk about all about FKT's fastest known times today. And don't um, miss my, after I talk about that, don't miss my announcement after all about FKT's. I have a little bit to talk about. I have a major announcement afterwards, so you don't want to miss that. So stay tuned. Fastest known times, or FKTs, as they are known, are a well-known, or it's, it's, I should say, is a well-known moniker in the ultra-running and trail-running world, but what is it really? A fastest known time is a speed record for running or hiking route. Unlike most endurance sports competitions, such as marathon world records, FKTs are self-organized and done alone or in small groups. FKTs are most popular on long trails where they can hold for many years. FKTs have been around for a long time in an informal matter, but the term itself was coined by Pete Baldwin and Buzz Burrell, who also started the website of the same name. And I'll have a link to the website on my website, MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. Most recently, Their popularity exploded in the COVID lockdown when many runners, most notably elite runners, decided to do them due to the lack of races. I remember that new FKTs happened almost every day and new records were just popping up all over the place. It was kind of crazy. It was wild trying to keep up with them. Informally, we can hold our own FKTs. <laughs> I held my own running from my bed to the bathroom. <laughs> All right, I know I'm being silly. I'm sure you have your own FKTs you can talk about from your from your front porch to your car, from your apartment to the bus stop. Yeah, we all have our own, I'm sure. Now, the website fastestknowntime.com sets some guidelines for establishing establishing a true FKT. Here is what they say. It must be at least five miles long with at least 500 feet climbing. Can be on any surface, road, trail, or off trail. Primarily entails running and hiking. One may use any means of self-propelled travel during an FKT attempt, provided that at least 50% of time must be running and or hiking versus other sports. And once a route is established as a run or hike, cycling cannot be employed for any distance. Ropes may not be employed for more than 10% of the elapsed time and climbing grades 5.8 slash 5A and harder, even without a rope, are considered climbing, not running or hiking. Climbing, cycling, paddling, skiing, 
and other sports are great, and we may establish separate categories for them in, in the future, but not at this time. Motorized travel for the sole purpose of linking important features may be allowed, for example, during the Colorado or California 14ers. And like clockwork, I've had to put the show on pause because, of course, the fire trucks go past when I start to record. It never fails, I swear to God. Okay, back to the, back to the, uh, the um, guidelines. Like any running race, participants must self-propel. Okay, let me start that one again. Like any running race, participants must be self-propelled except for sections specifically designated in the route description. Okay, we generally don't track FKTs for race routes since the race websites do that, but an FKT set in a race is still an FKT supported. And I'll get into the distinctions of that momentarily. There are race routes that cross entire states or country. They are limited to one per state and country. Routes shouldn't go on private property. It must be accessible to all. Routes with a website and existing name, history, particularly particular beauty, follow a topographic feature and with existing popularity will usually be accepted. Routes that simply link two notable features or sites usually won't because there are too many possibilities. And then the website gets into specifics about submitting an FKT if you're interested. And like I said, there will be a link and you can go check out for more information. I find FKTs interesting to follow. I don't think I'll ever be fast enough to get one myself, but it's fun to see really fast runners continually set new ones. It's a creative way to get higher goals if you're that fast. If you look at the map of FKTs, there are records nearly everywhere in the world, with the exceptions of Antarctica, Mongolia, and Siberia, and a few little places all over the world. But most places have them. I swear there are, if you look at that map on the website, most places do have FKTs. So if anyone wants to attempt a new record in the Sakha Republic of area of Russia, now is your chance. <laughs> there are records on Easter Island, Mauritius, Jakarta, Tajikistan, Iran, and Cater, and throughout Africa. Interesting, interestingly enough, though, there doesn't seem to be many in Argentina, but Chile holds a bunch. And even the Falkland Islands have a handful of them. But not that much in Argentina. Very strange. Within the U.S., some states are heavy with FKTs. California, Oregon, Colorado, and a cluster of FKTs in New York, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire make up the larger areas with FKTs throughout the rest of the country. Although, of course, because of the 500 elevators, feet elevation rule, there aren't that many in Florida. So I guess you would have to cross a, an overpass bridge a bunch of times to get that elevation. <laughs> um, yeah, it would be kind of hard or go up and down a flight of stairs 20,000 times. <laughs> Some athletes love creating FKTs. The most the most FKTs by one athlete is held by Volker Bushka. 
He has 133 FKTs. All but three of his are in Germany. The three outside of Germany are Michigan, and several were com- completed this year, 2022. The most by a female are 57 by Bethany Gerritsen. Her FKTs all took place in the state of New York. Of course, some FKTs are much more difficult than others. Someone who sets the record for the Death Valley rim to rim to rim is Jason Hardraith, who goes through a lot more difficulty getting his FKTs than some others. He has some really tough ones. He does the really long FKTs and gets some really, really hard ones. The biggest controversy in FKTs lies with supported and unsupported FKTs. And I'll go through the definition of that first. Okay, there's three different classes of FKTs. Supported means you have a dedicated support team that meets you along the way, follows you, and supplies you with whatever you need. You have someone, you have a team, it's like being in a, in a hundred mile race. You have a crew, you may have pacers, you have someone following you along, helps you with whatever you need, with whatever food you need, helps you eat, changes your clothes, gives you support along the way. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Self-supported means you you don't carry everything you need from the start. start. You may have drop-offs along the way. You may hide things on the course, or you may have things shipped to you that you get at different post offices or people's houses or whatever, or you buy things along the way that you need. And then um, this is commonly done. You may have stashes of supplies, like I said, or you may buy things along the way. Long-distance backpackers do that. Through hikers do that. They'll have things shipped at different drop drop places, post offices, and things along their course, like on the Pacific Crest Trail or the Appalachian Trail. Unsupported means you have no external support of any kind and you must carry all your supplies with you except for water that you get along the way from natural sources and just ha- and then you just uh use a hydration system and you um purify the water. So you can't really do that for more than one or two weeks because you can't obviously carry all your food for a month or two months, right? And there's no and there's no pacers or anything like that, so you can't have that with you. And there was a great deal of controversy when Timothy Olson set the set his FKT for a supported uh, FKT on the Pacific Crest Trail, and and he set the new men supported time of 51 days, 16 hours, and 55 minutes. Now some folks, okay, through hikers, not 
trail runners loved it, but through hikers thought that it wasn't as meaningful or as difficult or as hard as the self-supported record. I heard a lot of whining from the through hiking community because I watched through hiking videos and there was so much whining and belly aching that it wasn't as hard, that it wasn't as difficult as the through hiker who got the self-supported record. Well, la di da and blah, blah, blah. It was just as hard. It's a different race. Timothy Olsen ran a lot of that course. He did very difficult. It's a very, very hard thing to run a lot of it. And he, he worked very hard. Plus the fact that his wife was his crew, wife and a couple of friends, but his wife and the kids, his wife who was also very pregnant was his crew who <laughs> also had kids. Now, I don't know, but uh, crewing with the kids being very pregnant is a very difficult thing indeed. So someone who's going to criticize, so for anyone who's going to criticize that is just not understanding how hard that was for him and his family. So I think he did a, an amazing job of it. And that's not to take away from the from the self-supporting FKT, uh, who did it this year, Josh Perry, August 7th, he did a spectacular job. And what it was simply amazing. Josh Perry set the, set the latest record. He did the PCT 55 days, 16 hours and 54 minutes, which is truly, truly spectacular. Wow. What, what an amazing record. And he said he went through every kind of emotion, every kind of sickness, every kind of thing you could imagine being out on that trail and, and just good for him. That's just incredible. So I think both guys deserve every applause, every accolade imaginable because they both did it. But I, I don't think that anybody should put Timothy down or say it wasn't as good as an effort because it was, it's just a different kind of a race and a different kind of an effort. And you really can't compare them. They're both way different. So I, I just think there's, there's kind of a snobbery when it comes to through hikers, you know, okay. So you want to spend six months in a tent on a trail. That's your choice. That's what you do. You have the luxury of doing that. Most people in the world don't have the financial luxury of spending six months in a tent unless they're homeless on the streets of San Francisco and they, that's what they want to do. But most of the rest of us can't do that. <laughs> so, it, I mean, just to be able to say, well, that's not, a, it's not as, a, as impressive or it's not as important or it's not as great. Well, you, the, I don't know. That, I think that's wrong. I think it's a wrong attitude and I don't think you're looking at it the right way. So I don't think there should be any controversy at all. I think they're both really, really outstanding, and they should both be looked at with admiration. But I, I love looking at the fastest known times, and I think it's a great, great thing, and I think we should continue on with them. And I love this website, and check it out. Oh, uh, also, one one more thing with it. Uh, Ricky Gates, who's just also another, another holder of many FKTs, he designs buckles for FKT holders. And, and I don't know if he's still doing it. This was his website was put up in 2020. So I don't know if he's still doing it now. But he make these, he made these FKT buckles. So it's called the FKT project where he gives out a buckle to the the holder of, of the FKT gets this buckle and holds on to it until the next person who gets the gets the um, 
FKT is who is the FKT holder of that trail is the next person that gets it. And then that person passes the buckle along to the next uh, holder of the FKT kind of like the uh, Stanley cup is passed along to the next team who wins it. I love that. I love that. And sharing in each other's success. It's just a great way we can share in, in, in each other's, like I said, in each other's success. It's very, very cool. And I hope he's still doing it. I hope it's still happening. All right. That is FKTs. And like I said, the website link will be on my website. Okay. I said I had a big announcement. <laughs> well, well, it's kind of, it's a personal announcement. It's not about the website, not about this show, but my, my, my year, I guess my upcoming year, 2023 has changed. I'm not going to be doing a 50 miler in February. My outlook has changed for next year. I went out for a run, went out for for my usual six mile run last Tuesday. And all of a sudden I'm going out there and I'm just doing, just going out in the, the Presidio, just doing my run. And then all of a sudden I had, I had a bit of pain, just a small little, not, not bad, but a little, little bit of pain in my left hip. Now I had a right hip replacement last year. And my orthopedist said, well, you also have arthritis in your left hip. And he said, sooner or later, it can be a year from now, two years. It can be 10 years from now. You're going to have to get that one replaced. And I said, well, okay, but I don't feel anything. I have, I'm pretty flexible. I have really good flexibility in that. On the left side of my body, I, I have never felt anything. And let's hope it's 10 years. So I've been hoping to put it off for a long time. And he said, okay, but just, just know that you're going to have to get it replaced. So I was really, really hoping that I could put it off for a long time. But I felt that last Tuesday, the first, first little inkling of pain. So I said, uh oh, and that was Tuesday. Wednesday, I went for four mile run and I didn't feel anything. And Saturday, I went for 12 miles, didn't feel anything. And then Sunday, four miles, didn't feel anything. But just the pain that I felt, and it was just a small amount of pain. It wasn't much. So it wasn't like this gigantic amount of pain, but it was a small amount. It was enough for me to say, okay, all right, I really have to put, have to be serious about this and have to really think about it. So it made me stop and change things up. So I'm not going to go forward with my 50 miler in, in February. I haven't signed up for it yet. So that's good. I haven't made, haven't bought my plane tickets or anything like that. So I'm not going to do that. I am going to, I've decided that next year, next August around there next summer, anyway, sometime I'm going to get my left hip replacement I'll talk about it with my surgeon in the new year. When it gets to be January, I'll call my my orthopedist office and we'll get that going. And I will get that done next year. I am 63 and when I turn 65, I'll have to get Medicare. So I'd rather get this done next year when I'm still on, not on Medicare, when I still have private insurance and my insurance is better and I want to get it done. So I want to get this done and get it over with. And that way it's over and done. And then I don't have to worry about it. And it, it, it's really, it really hit hard. It 
really made me, first it made me feel really kind of bummed out and depressed. But then it, then it's like, okay, I got this monkey off my back because then I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to think, is this the last run I'm ever going to feel without pain? Is this, is the next run, is it going to start hurting? When is it going to start hurting? And I never, ever, ever want to go through the two, three years of pain that I did last time. Granted, I went through that pain because I had to put off surgery because of COVID and, and my new job and yada, yada, yada. I, di- I couldn't do it because I had to wait for a while and everything. So I just, so, but now I, now I can plan and now I can do this. So I will put off this, my wonderful race that I wanted to do. I'll put it off and I will get the surgery done. And it'll all be taken care of, and then I can just move on, and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Then that's all done. Then this monkey is off my back, and I can go on and live and and run. And okay, I'll get it done, and that way I don't have to worry about about it anymore because it has kind of been like the shadow over me, and I don't like shadows over me. I don't like thinking that that someday I'm going to have to have it done. Someday I have to think about it. I don't want to think about it anymore. I just want it done. So yeah, uh, it, it's, it, it was been on my mind. It was really heavy in my heart this week. Sometimes life just smacks you, and you with reality and you have to deal with that reality and you just have to take care of business and I'll have to take care of business. So that's my big announcement. And yeah, it, it, it sucks, but it is what it is. Um, you know, it just, it just is. It, some, I think things happen for a reason and I, I don't know what that reason is yet, but I think it's going to be a good thing. I have to wait till August because even with my insurance, I, I do have to pay a bit of money for it because my insurance ain't that great. <laughs> so I still have to shell out some. So I will wait till then. By then, I should have a little bit of money saved up, and it won't cost me that much. I don't know if that's going to put my moving um, back a set back a little bit, but if it does, it does, and I'll deal with that when I when it comes up to it. Now, on a bright note, I won't leave you on a, on a on a negative note. On a positive, I will leave you on a positive note. And I realize that this is a little shorter than usual, but hey, it's, it's it is what it is. Um, on a positive note, I have lost 30 pounds and I have worked really hard to lose these 30 pounds. And for those of you who say, oh, I'm older, I can't lose weight anymore. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. You just have to work a little harder. You have to be, uh, you have to work hard and you have to take, have to be dedicated. You just have to be consistent. I don't follow a radical diet. I don't cut out any food products. I I don't drink booze. That that helps. I would say if you want to if you really want to lose weight, don't drink alcohol. That's the first thing. The second thing is, thing is don't cut out any food products. Just write down all everything you eat. I would say for me I use the app Lose It and I pay for the premium. I write down everything that I eat and I, I really limit my, my portions. 
I eat three meals a day. Sometimes I have a snack and I really watch. I make sure that my, my protein amounts are up and I get lots of vegetables in my diet. And what is up with this stupid radical diet of only eating meat? Who wants to eat just meat? I mean, I love vegetables and fruit. And I love my my grains. No, nah, I'm not doing that. Not doing that. I couldn't think of anything more awful. And oh, gosh, talk about constipation. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so yeah, 30 pounds. I've got 10 more pounds to go. I'm thinking about maybe going lower, but I, I think once I reach my goal weight, I might do an episode just on weight loss and what I did and what I think you can do to help yourself. All right. I might do that. This is it for this week. I know it's short, but this is all I got and have great, great runs. And I will have the link for, for the show. I uh, have the link that I talked about on the show notes in MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. If you have any questions or want to message me, it's MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.